I'm Annika Merkelbach and you're listening to the European Skeptics Podcast, the real ESP experience. You are listening to the ESP, the European Skeptics Podcast, an independent weekly show in support of European lab elections within the skeptical movement. The ESP is run by individuals representing different skeptical groups from across the continent. This is episode 127. I'm your host, Andres Pinter, and joining me for the show are my co-hosts, Jan Levin and Pontus Böckmann. Sziasztok! Всем привет! Hey son, hey son! Well, weekly and weekly. I mean, you have to define that. It's it's a somewhat weekly show. It's more like we try to get the show out four times every month, but you can't really, you know... <laughs> it's roughly four times, you know, rounding here and there sometimes, whatever. I do owe an apology to everyone listening to our show and who keeps listening. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. Um, and especially <laughs> enduring through these difficult times when I was the fucking idiot who <laughs> took upon himself the task of editing the show while on the go and not being able to cope with it in time. I'm very sorry. I'm terribly sorry. And uh, I really appreciate your patience. <laughs> <laughs> Never so. mind. We we do what we can. Uh, yeah, but on a plus side, I was going to say we're back on track. So yep, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And since I'm not busy enough these days, I have uh, something to announce. You have a gig. Yes, I I do. I do. I do have a gig <laughs> at um, Skeptics on the Fringe in Edinburgh. Oh, I'm this summer. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty happy about that. And uh, I'm going to give a talk at Skeptics on the Fringe about uh, fraud and bullshit in uh, tourism. And since Edinburgh is a very touristic place, I mean, I mean, millions of tourists visit the place uh, every year. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah. Indeed, uh, bullshit everywhere. I mean, no. <laughs> including tourism. Yeah. So yeah. So if uh, if anyone's interested, my talk is on the eighteenth of uh, August. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's still a long way out, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Skeptics on the fringe. That's that's for like almost two weeks, isn't it? I think it is. Yes, yeah. they go on. And do you remember last last year they had uh, talk every single day for two weeks, and yeah, yeah, it was all varied and very well prepared. So hopefully they can top it this year. But if you oh, want to yeah. fly over just for Andras, what what kind of uh, what is it? Is it? A, I think it's on a Saturday, isn't it? Eighteenth of August. The eighteenth, it is. I think. Yeah. So fly over for a long weekend there and and uh, listen to Anders. Oh yeah. Or a short weekend, whatever week, kind of weekend you have. Or a short weekend. Take a tent because Ooh. take a tent. <laughs> accommodation there will be ridiculously expensive. Yes it ah. is. Ah. And you know, they they have the right. It's a pretty well attended event the um uh, Edinburgh festival so. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that Edinburgh is expensive all year round. It's just uh, uh in the best of times. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
It's just, but it's a wonderful place. So yeah, so it's a top three. Even places. even if it's the first time for anyone, please come along. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. It's top three places for me to move to after Brexit. Oh really? Because you? Oh yeah. You Although, you're oh, counting but, on yeah. you're counting on that Scotland will stay in the EU. That's where the, the fact <laughs> thing comes from. I, think, I, I realized well, that they might yeah. be a little, little optimistic there, but yeah. I know, right? I I still have a hope. I don't know how, but it's not gonna happen anyway okay so uh now that we talked about the eu why don't we turn our skeptical eyes towards germany and uh, with that uh we should uh, start rolling the interview that we recorded with annika merkelbach uh from around cologne shall we absolutely let's listen to that indeed let's let's do it On every other episode, we usually interview someone who's interesting from a skeptical point of view, either by representing an organization of a certain European country or a project stretching across borders. Today, our guest is Annika Merkelbach from Germany, who's a member of Guerrilla Skepticism on Wikipedia and was recently interviewed by Susan Gerbig for Skeptical Inquirer to report from the greatest skeptical event in Germany, Skepcon. And now she's here to tell us everything about Skepcon and more. Annika. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Hi, hello. Nice to have you on. Welcome. Great. Well, and um, you're not only an interviewee for the show, but you have been one of our most devoted, I should say, uh, listeners. Are, are you not? <laughs> yes, that's that's actually true. I was actually fangirling so hard when I met you at um, European Skeptics Congress. <laughs> I remember that. Like, oh my god. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, very good. We had such a good time. Yeah. How did you How did you get to know about us in the first place? So I heard about you from my boyfriend who recommended you, and he said like, "Yeah, there's actually something European you could listen to." <laughs> so oh. yeah. <laughs> good. A boyfriend who actually isn't from Europe, just to note. <laughs> he actually is yeah. from Australia. <laughs> I should mention that. <laughs> Yeah, we do have quite a few Australian and, and uh, uh, American listeners, but yeah, yeah, great. It's because you have quality show, <laughs> oh, of course. Well, thanks. well, thank you very much. More, more. We'll... <laughs> yeah, but I do have a, a, a special personal uh, experience uh, with the two of you as well. Um, not the, just the two of you, because there was uh, Susan, uh, Susan Gerbig, Mark Edward, and Lubo Lubo Baburov as well with us when we visited Frankfurt, and and you were kind enough to show around. And show us around and we went to see together the natural history museum in frankfurt which was really fun yeah so uh yeah we met in person but you went to another very important event apart from the european skeptics congress and that was the latest skepcon which is if I understand, it's the the greatest uh, skeptical event in Germany, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So there are a few skeptics in the pub um, events in Germany, but um, mostly there is only skepcon, so to say, except for private meetings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so tell us about skepcon. It was uh, in Cologne this time, wasn't it? Yeah. So skepcon is um, often changing cities. So it was in Munich before or in Hamburg, and this time it was in Cologne. Which was, um, yeah, I was very lucky <laughs> because I'm living close to Cologne, so I could actually travel there and didn't have to book a hotel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was in May, and yeah, I, I really liked it. I had such a fun time, it was really good. Yeah, 
It's 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 a three day event, right? Yeah, it is. It's often the first day started uh, started with an open uh, walk in event. They call it um, skeptical, and it's something. If somebody, for example, doesn't want to go to the whole conference, they can just go to skeptical. It's also like very cheap to go there, and there are very short speeches and discussions there. And yeah, so in the first day, they also had a lot of speakers there that were really like with very hot topics, so to say. And then um, on the second and third day, they had more like longer speeches, more complex speeches. Yeah. Annika, tell us what, what was your favorite t- topic or the talk of the event, or maybe couple even, you know? Yeah, so I actually really had several. So, of course, it's always nice to see Natalie Grams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've oh, yeah. seen her, yeah. <laughs> you all She's know great. her because she was also um, on your show. Of course, yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's always nice to hear her speeches. And I also really liked Anna Zakrison. She's a Swedish doctor and not a physician, but she has a doctor. <laughs> And she talked about the anti-vax movement and how we as skeptics can um, counter that. And that was also very interesting. And um, I also liked Lydia Benecke. She was talking about, she calls it satanic panic. So that's about satanic, the satanic movement and that it's actually also um, part of a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think that was most of my favorite speakers. Yeah, and Bernd Harder was also good. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of good things I hear. Yeah, so. I could go on forever like, for, like that. It was yeah. really good. Just to clarify, uh, it was all in German, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. So, so there, there were no talks in, in other languages, uh, not even English. <laughs> yeah, so I looked it up and I think 2016 they had um, an English speaker. But apart from that, it's um, mostly mostly German. Yeah. Who who was that English speaker? It was Haley Stevens, who you also ah, had on the show. Ah, okay, <laughs> okay. Haley Stevens. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> ah, nice. Really good. Yeah. Okay, and um, you you talked about Natalie Grams, and um, what we really admire about her work is uh, how she jumped right into uh, educating the public, the general public, about homeopathy and why homeopathy is pseudoscience, and that is of course Information Network Homeopathy. Can you can you help me out with that pronunciation, please? Yeah, so in German it's Informationsnetzwerk Homeopathie. <laughs> Right. Oh, it sounds much better. Beautiful. Okay, <laughs> mm, I love it. Would you, would you just uh, uh, remind the listeners if they if they're not aware that uh, Natalie Grams used to be a homeopath and she found out that it was all bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She wanted to write a scientifically proven debunking of the debunking book. Yeah. <laughs> and then while writing it, finding out that actually, yeah. That she was wrong, yeah. <laughs> not really science, yeah. Sorry, an- another example of, of people who want to really study the Bible and they become atheists in the end because... Yeah. <laughs> and it's very similar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's really honorable what she's doing, I think, because I don't think it's easy <laughs> to... To turn around like that. Yeah, I think she got quite a backlash from her ex-colleagues and the community that yeah. she was part of, and uh, probably some abuse, you know, online and, and otherwise. And so, uh, yeah, can imagine. Yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty sure that one thing that it really requires is a, a truly open mind. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you shouldn't close your mind to evidence. Yeah. And when evidence leads you to the answer that oh my god this is just bullshit then then yeah. then you have to accept that yeah. but something very important happened there involving her and Norbert Aust if i'm not mistaken 
Yeah, exactly. So um, at Skeptical, so at the, on the first day, they um, actually opened the 50,000 euro challenge. And um, that means if you're a homeopath and you say you can um, guess the ingredients or the, the medication, and I'm having uh, air marks here, um, the medication in the, in the bottles that, where the tags are removed. Um, if you can guess the content, I think of 12 bottles, and that this you have to do that three times, then you get 50,000 euro. Wow, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think their money is pretty safe though, but... Yeah, but it actually exists. So they actually have it yeah. somewhere. <laughs> and um, they also said, if somebody does that, and they, they say they can use any method you want to, you just have to guess, or not guess, but like say <laughs> these, these ingredients and contents. And if you say that, you get the money. And then you might also get the Nobel Prize because you just proved how many <laughs> yeah so, so this yeah, pocket money this 50,000 euro yeah exactly yeah but but you, they have there has to be some sort of other rules because isn't there a, uh, some homeopathic uh, remedies where you don't dilute it so much so there's actually could be something left in it I mean, the normal ones, the one we talk about is always the where you dilute it so much so there's nothing left of the original uh, substance. But there are other uh, versions as well, aren't there? Isn't there? Yeah, so I, as, I, as far as I know, they're using um, these globalized things, so these little sugar pills. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And those are mostly so diluted that yeah. you... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And as far as I know, they, they also let you choose uh, three different um, medications and then you have to guess in these 12, 12 um, chosen bottles yeah, okay. wh what is in which. So, so has it gotten a, a lot of uh, publicity, this? In, in Germany, um, not so much in the like outer media, <laughs> I call that, but in the skeptic, yeah, German okay. skeptic media, yeah. it did. So I, I guess the homeopaths are not lining up to take the test. Yeah. So, so weirdly enough, they, they didn't. <laughs> but I think they would be very happy for people actually to try because you don't issue a challenge just like that. So if you're a homeopath and listening to this show, do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very good. I don't know how likely that is, but you never know. <laughs> Never know. Yeah, fifty thousand euros is is a lot of money. Exactly. So, I don't know yeah. if anybody remembers, but there was used to be a one million dollar challenge for, uh, from James Ramsey Foundation, and that didn't lead lead to anything substantial. I mean, yeah. if there's anyone out there who had any ability or who had any proof, they would have come out, wouldn't they? I mean, one million dollar. Yeah. So fifty thousand euros. Exactly, and th there were, there were other examples as well, like uh, like the Sisyphus Prize. Yeah, and I think uh, there was one in Russia. There was the Australian Australian skeptics had a prize as well, I believe. I, I don't know if it's still on though. I think th I think the Australian may still be on. Okay, I'm not sure, but I think so. What seems to be the delay? Maybe it's anti-establishment <laughs> sentiment as well, because all, all of these people say, "Oh yeah, you know," because government, because everything is about government and conspiracy. Yeah, of course. They will. They will probably just say, "Oh, they never gave us a real chance, and it's not working because <laughs> the, the 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 energy didn't align and your chakras weren't open. Exactly, the planets weren't right, <laughs> <laughs> and the third eye wasn't open." Was the fifty k challenge started by giving your pet? Uh, yes, so it was started by um, Informationsnetzwerk Homeopathy, so Informa uh, Information Network Homeopathy. 
but uh, they're also working with GVUP, so that's why it was started by both, I could say. But I think the challenge itself was issued by by Informationsnetzwerk Homeopathie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have the money, so to say. <laughs> and GVUP is basically the the German skeptics, just for the for the for the listeners. Yes, so it's they are the German um, skeptical organization. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. By the way, are you a member of that organization? Yes, so I am, but uh, I only joined after the conference. Funny enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> ah, okay. What made you not do that earlier? I mean, what what stopped you from joining them? Um, I wasn't sure I was allowed to, <laughs> so to say, because I'm going to be a teacher. And in Germany, teachers are state officials. So Aha. political work is not something that you can do lightly or without thinking about it. So I really wanted to think about it and making sure that I wanted to do that and that I um, also was, yeah, that it was okay to do that without having any repercussions for my um, yeah, professional career. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a, a, a consideration you can have sometimes. I, I know a few uh, journalists here in Sweden who are very sympathetic to the Swedish skeptics, but they say we can't really join because we want to maintain our independence. Yeah, exactly. So is it considered like a, uh, like a political statement to join an organization like that? Um, yes, but also no. So if I would go to Skeptics in the pub and I would have a, held a speech then, I would be on a, a brochure or flyer and somebody like a student of mine would see me, it wouldn't be bad. But if I would go into school and saying uh, and telling everyone something about my, my own agenda, so to say, then it would be bad because then I would actually abuse teaching. <laughs> okay, but, uh, but uh, well, adhering to the scientific method and trying to apply critical thinking, does that equal to having an agenda? No. <laughs> yeah, one would be. Okay. But sometimes, like, as a new teacher, you want to really want to make sure that you don't fall into any pits there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Better yeah, safe yeah. than sorry. Better check first. Exactly. Yeah, right. So, so how, ma how many uh, attendees were there at SkepCon this year? Funnily enough, uh, like, the, at Skeptical, there were a lot more. Mm -hmm. So skeptical, there were, I think, about 300. Mm -hmm. And for the SkepCon, like Friday and the Saturday, there were 250 attendees. Mm. So still a good number. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is that uh, the normal, normally how many that turns up or is that more than usual? The numbers continually grew from, I think, from 2012 on. And yeah, it just got more and more every year. I think it, 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 is, it is about the number that was there last year, but it always grows a bit. Yeah. And it is every year. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, I think they try to do it every year. And, and mm. for the last six or seven years, it was every year. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they haven't announced for next year if it's going to be and where? I think they want to do it in Bavaria. Uh -huh. But... I think they're not completely sure where yet. <laughs> um, I think either Munich or Nuremberg. Yeah. Ah, uh, Nuremberg. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. You will have to keep us posted for 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 that. Yeah. 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 We'll do. Yeah, <laughs> and report back from that event as well. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, was this your first Capcom to attend, by the way? Yeah. As you as you know, I've been to to Watchlaw. I still can't pronounce the name, but you know where I was. Wrocław. <laughs> 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 Wrocław. It yeah. took me the whole week to learn Wrocław. <laughs> I'm just probably still get it wrong, but that's the European Skeptics Congress last year. Yes, and we met yeah, you. So it was great. In there, yeah. 
And I've been to Skeptics in the pub uh, Cologne mm -hmm. um, several times, but I haven't been to any Skepcon before. No. So it was my first. Yeah, good. <laughs> What's the next skeptical event that you're attending? Um, Skeptics in the pub in Cologne. <laughs> okay. And this one is uh, in English, so it might be interesting for anybody who is close to Cologne but uh, doesn't speak so much German. And it's about um, cancer cures, so it will be quite interesting. This is with uh, Alice, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. When is it? It's on the 17th in July. Yeah. On Tuesday at uh, 7.30. Pretty good. Yeah. So, so speaking of, of skeptics in the pub in, in Germany, we do, of course, keep our calendar updated. So I know that there are skeptics in the pub in Cologne, as we mentioned. There are uh, has been at least in Leipzig. Where else uh, do we have skeptics in the pub or maybe you don't have it all in your head? I think there's one active in Hamburg, but I can, of course, also look it up on Wikipedia because <laughs> ah. I have a Wikipedia page of GWP. And this was also written by GSOW. <laughs> oh. So there are some in Hamburg, Berlin, Cologne and Vienna and Leipzig. Oh, good, good. Very good. And of course, Vienna isn't in Germany, but it's part of BVOP, so... <laughs> yeah, it is, which which puzzles me still. Yeah, but it's a speaking country, so why shouldn't it? But, but getting back <laughs> to GSOW, can you... Uh, I mean, most of our uh, listeners probably know what it is, but, but uh, for the ones who do not, can you please tell us what it is and what your role is in that? Yeah, so um, GSOW stands for Guerrilla Skepticism on Wikipedia or Guerrilla Skepticism on Wikipedia. I just pronounced it. This sounded very, very Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I, me as a German, I can't say it like Guerrilla. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, we know what it stands for now. And I'm one of seven German editors. But out of these seven editors, only two are native German speakers including me. Oh. Yeah, so I, I'm one a part of a minority <laughs> of German editors. Wow. And GSOW, we improve pages on Wikipedia to make science and scientific evidence more accessible for the public and also to yeah to, to improve the pages of skeptic spokespeople and skeptic topics on Wikipedia. Um so Anika, I I have been editing a little bit of Wikipedia some time ago on the Russian side, so translating some articles from English to Russian. And Russian Wikipedia is not very well maintained, I have to say straight away. There's like, compared to millions of articles on English Wikipedia, there's only like, you know, 10 on Russian. <laughs> no, well, not 10, but like very few. And the rules are varied, so the, the English Wikipedia will have stricter rules for articles than Russia Wikipedia. What's the situation with the German Wikipedia and what the state of it is? Like, is it uh, well maintained? You know, do, do all the articles get translated and is the, the standard quite high as well? Yeah, so as you can imagine, Germans love rules. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shock! <laughs> it's stricter than English Wikipedia, I would say. Yeah. So I can even give you an example for that. Um, I uploaded audio recordings of Holm Hümmler and Natalie Grams to their uh, respective Wikipedia pages and they immediately got uh, taken down because they Why? were... Yeah. Yes, they said it's um, self-promotion and advertisement for the skeptical movement. <clears throat> so I couldn't leave that on. 
Really? Oh, well, that cannot be. We cannot tolerate that. Bloody hell! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it's it's terrible. One of the recordings was made by me. <laughs> yeah, the one of Holm Hümmler. Yeah, and it was and immediately taken down. <laughs> and it was all factual. It was. It was not self promotion whatsoever. It was. It was like he listed a, a couple of things that he did that 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 he went through and. What's self-promotion about that? Come on. <laughs> he said, I think he said something like, my name is this. I went to school there. I went to the university there. And then after that, I worked there. And that was it. <laughs> ah, fantastic. Yeah, but... Well, right now I'm I'm trying to figure out how to have audio recordings on German Wikipedia and have them not taken down. So I'll try to find a consensus in that somewhere <laughs> on Wikipedia because, of course, it's something like a majority principle also on, on German Wikipedia, but they're also very strict, it seems. So it might be that we cut the audio recordings to just them saying their names <laughs> and then... When we um, have a decision on that, we might try to upload them again hmm. in, in full. <laughs> Interesting. So we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> Do you think it's because of you being on your own with this on on German Wikipedia that, that you cannot fight for those recordings to, to stay up in full? Could be. I mean, um, of course, I could always ask... Um, those editors who are not German natives um, that can't do basic um, editings, like, for example, our, our friend Leon. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we also, of course, don't want to canvas uh, something. Uh, and for, for the listeners who don't know, canvassing means you just spam something so that it gets completely bombarded by messages yeah. following a certain um, agenda or goal. But what I want to say is uh, we really need German editors. <laughs> yeah. Because compared to, to our neighbor countries, the Netherlands and Poland, the German Wikipedia has actually more articles, significantly more. But if you if you look at the pages that we've written uh, for from GSRW, in, in Dutch, there are um, over 100 pages, 112. And on Polish, there are 26 pages. And we have five, five German pages now. Yeah. <laughs> so if we have uh, German-speaking uh, listeners who want to be, get involved, how, how do you do it? And how did you do it? You were trained by Susan Gerbic herself? Or how did it go? How, how, tell us about how it went about. How, how did you get to hear about GSOW in the first place? Yeah, here is the right word, because I actually <laughs> um, heard about GSOW in your podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think I started listening around episode 56 that was with with uh, Richard Saunders. Mm -hmm. And around episode 76, what, that was the second interview with uh, Susan Gerbic. She uh, said they, that, that it's a pity that there were only four Wikipedia pages because Germany is a big country <laughs> and, and she didn't have a lot of editors. Um, like none <laughs> and uh, she just completely won me over and um, at the end of June last year I, I entered I joined so I'm actually celebrating my anniversary soon <laughs> and um, yeah so anniversary yeah my anniversary <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah then I started training and training is it's it's really easy because uh, Susan um, sends you some links and then you it's it's um, Google document sheets that you can read and then there are videos in there that you can watch <laughs> in the videos she she just um, shows you step by step how to do um, basic edits and then also how to do more complex edits mm -hmm. 
Of course, I also had the um, additional task to do also do that in German, which also looks different, as you mentioned, Jelena, it, uh, like in Russian. It looks a bit different, sometimes works a bit different, but um, it wasn't something I uh, like something undoable. It was quite, quite easy to do and something I could also comfortably do besides work or hobbies. <laughs> yeah. So everybody should try it. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, you can always join the group or ask Susan to, to show you around. And if you then say, okay, I can't, then that's also fine. Nobody will help you. <laughs> but, but still, there are also sometimes you get into conflicts with people on ed other editors on Wikipedia who do not agree with what you've published. and, and, and so how, how can Have you been involved in any of those, you know, feuds? Um Not so much as of yet, only with the audio recordings, for example. Yeah. But uh, apart from that, I was um, okay. Um, I think when I first uploaded Home Homeless page, that was my like my final project of training. <laughs> There were difficulties actually keeping the page up because it it wasn't in the best shape as I was like following the the English um, training ideals and not the German ones. <laughs> But uh, we got it or I got it fixed in in about a day and then uh, it was okay. Huh. Okay. Interesting. How does it work uh, with uh, German Wikipedia pages? Uh, do you find your own topics uh, to, to work on now that you finish training? Or, or it's still on the basis of uh, Susan trying to allocate different uh, topics to people? Um, so to you. That's completely up to me. So if, if I would say, oh, I don't know what to do, Susan, help me. She would she would give me hints or give me topics. But um, I actually have a list <laughs> of, of, topics, mm, okay. uh, of pages I want to write. Um, I started it at Scapcon, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, on pages I want to improve, on pages I want to write. And it's also that I want to do a bit of translation work of English pages to German and vice versa. So... I, I don't think I will run out of topics or out of pages soon. Um, but it's it's really up to up to the editor, him or herself. So so if somebody says, oh, I, I want ideas, or I only want to do backwards editing, um, or anything like that, that's perfectly fine. And backwards editing means um, if you read something interesting in in a magazine or um, hear something in a podcast, then you then put it on a Wikipedia page. So if you only want to do that, that's still fine. <laughs> still working <laughs> so we talk a lot on our podcast about the measles situation in, in uh, europe and how uh bad it, it's gotten in the past well i was gonna say a year but maybe even more now um it seems to be just escalating um pontus has covered it numerous times and so i think it did me a little bit and, and Anders as well w what is going on with measles in germany because we know that there's like a pockets of europe wh where the measles uh, got out of control so it's ukraine italy and romania i believe um what's the situation like in germany it's not as bad as um in ukraine for example but it's also not nice or not well here so in in duisburg that's a country close to cologne they have um 31 cases or they had until now and in cologne as of today they actually had 106 cases Ooh. so massive number <laughs> yeah i think i i read six, 67 a couple of weeks ago so i guess it's 
going up a lot. Yeah, that's the alarming thing because um, I think I first sent um, Andras a link to a page um, on the 18th of May and then there it was only 55. So <sighs> in only three and a half weeks, it went up uh, by 51 new cases. Yeah. So really alarming and really frightening, so to say. Yeah, and that's one of the worst thing with, with, with measles. It's very, very contagious. And that's why you have to have a, a vaccination rate that is above 95% before you can say you have it under control. Yeah, exactly. And the, the local public health department of Cologne, they say the ratio in Cologne is at about 90%. So we, we, we all know that's not enough. It's not enough and you can see it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Damn it. It's terrible to be right sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> there, was, there was even a school that, that had to close for, for a day because one, uh, one pupil got, got sick yeah. and they had to close the school. Um, until everybody could provide evidence that they actually vaccinated. Hmm. And th that points to something that we have, I, I think, never mentioned, because we talk about, the, of course, the human angle of it. You get sick, you, even people die sometimes, etc. It's, it's terrible. But it's actually costing the, the society a lot of money as well. Closing down a school is not for free. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. It was for, for every every and any person working there wasn't only for the students also for social workers teachers teaching assistants caretakers mm. you name it and imagine that that if a child stays home and cannot go to school that means that the parent has to stay home that has serious economical implications as well yeah yeah and the parents also can infect get infected if they are not vaccinated yeah. too uh, yeah yeah that too but but uh, what i was referring to is is only the the economical uh part of it that they have to stay away from work mm. yeah so and and it's it's really sad because if you compare it to let's say two years ago there was no measles case not even one in cologne for the whole year in 2016 so it's it's really sad to see that now. Hmm. Yeah. But what what is the vaccination policy like in Germany? So is it is it at least mandatory now to to vaccinate against measles or or it's still optional? It's still optional. There is like a strong urge of politics or also of schools to to vaccinate. For example, I heard of um, a friend at um, whose school they collected the vaccination. Um, passes they call it vaccination pass in, in or passport in german mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they they actually collected it there and made sure that everybody everybody was uh, vaccinated it's, it's like a little booklet isn't it yeah it is yeah mm. yeah and, and and it's i think that the sad thing is that a lot of people think measles are actually like a th something like a kid disease like a child disease that like that you baby baby sickness <laughs> yeah. and it it isn't <laughs> it it can be so dangerous and it can be life-threatening. Yeah. What we talked about last week was that uh, we, we I read that it was actually a lot of people in their uh, very early 20s, people who were uh, born in, in the mid-90s and the late 90s who now are getting the disease because once the epidemic starts, they don't have coverage because their parents listened to the fake... Uh, study by Andrew Wakefield that came out in 1998. Is, is that? Have you heard the same thing as well? 
Well, German media, actually, I think they, they try to, to be like, oh, we don't have that problem. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they actually said something like, uh, yay, they're the, the generation where the, the vaccination was recommended for, for age of six, but also age of eight. So maybe somebody forgot it, but they're not classical anti-vax people. They're not. <laughs> so oh. um, so uh, do they actually de- deny that there is an anti-vaccination movement in Germany? I don't think they do, but they try to <laughs> say that it isn't in Cologne. <laughs> so it's the anti-vax okay. deniers. That's that's a new one. The anti-vax. That's a new pseudoscience. <laughs> anti-vax deniers. Oh God, that is hilarious. No, it's not actually. No, it's, it's, it's sad. Really but what can you say? It's really terrible. But yeah. I mean, of oh, course, God. it could also be that that this this wasn't because of an anti-vax thing, but because of. Um, yeah, they just forgot because they moved the uh, the oh, yeah, age of, of, of the vaccinations um, up or down. I don't remember. Yeah. So um, Yeah, I guess that's possible. Getting back to the general vaccination policy. In Germany, are there any mandatory vaccinations? I understand that measles is not mandatory. But what about uh, things like uh, polio? I think it is. So there are some that are mandatory but um, as I always was vaccinated as a child, I'm also not the most in the know there. Um, so there are actually fines now for if you don't if you don't vaccinate for for some vaccinations. So funnily enough, there was an obligatory vaccination in the German Democratic Republic. <laughs> Just a bit of history lesson here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, in Germany there there isn't really. So there's um they call it um, Impfempfehlung, so vaccination suggestion. Okay. <laughs> but there is no obligation. Okay. Wow. So no obligation to do any kind of vaccination whatsoever. Yes. Wow. Lovely, isn't it? <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah. Come on, Germany, you can do much better than this. Yeah, I think so. I think oh so. God. It is really sad, and uh, but I I have to say, thinking of that. It's still it's it's good that we have ninety percent ratio in Cologne. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know it, there is we shouldn't harp too much on this mandatory thing because we have had that discussion before. In Sweden, we don't have mandatory vaccinations, and we are close to ninety eight percent in some for yeah. some diseases. So it's not the only it's not the only way of fixing things. Yeah, and look at the measles in in Sweden compared to Ukraine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And one of the one of the best ways to fix things like that is uh, getting out the information, and the best way to do that is editing Wikipedia. So exactly, correct. I'm pretty sure that you're you're probably not that comfortable uh, writing um, or editing a Wikipedia page on measles itself, but. If there are any doctors who happen to know a lot about that and know where the best sources are, please get in touch with Annika or get in touch with Susan Gerbic and try to help the Guerrilla Skepticism Wikipedia uh, project because it's probably the most important project out there. Hmm. It is. And if you don't want to edit yourself, just send us sources or send us information. We will be happy. (laughs) Great. Absolutely. 
Um, so we have mentioned it in the past and we will mention it in the future. So there'll be a QED conference coming up in October in Manchester. And uh, just wondering whether we're going to see you there. Yes, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, great. I was um, in front of my computer the day the tickets went online and I <laughs> I was like madly um, typing in <laughs> my computer. So yes, I go, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got the, do you, did you buy a ticket for the dinner as well? The gala dinner? Yes. Okay, yes, good. I did. Great. <laughs> nice. It was really like if you if you look on my on my receipt, it's uh, like six um oh seven. So it's like seven minutes after they went online. <laughs> well done. Wow. Well done. Okay. You're really enthusiastic about this. Yep. Yeah, I am, but you know <laughs> You know that that brings about one question, because we haven't touched on that yet. And I'm really curious. How did you become a skeptic and how did you get in, in, in involved in the whole thing? Because your your major is uh, is it English? Yeah, so yeah, that's actually funny that you asked that. <laughs> in Germany we don't because because I'm a teacher, I don't have any like majors or minors. I just have two okay. subjects mm -hmm. okay. and they are basically equal. Um and they're English and history. Yeah, but the thing is I um more or less grew up skeptic. So so my father um I would say is a skeptic, but he's not in the movement, hmm. so to say. He's critical. So um, I I never had to suffer through homeopathic remedies. I always got vaccinated, um, stuff like that. We always watched German scientific TV shows for children, stuff like that. So then I got to know my boyfriend, <laughs> who who is an active skeptic in in Australia, and then he introduced me to. For example, your podcast or the Skeptics Guide to the Universe, and yeah, I just got hooked <laughs> completely. Great. Thank you, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you <Very> rock. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. It's really cool. You actually got into it, and uh, you do your your part, and um, that included joining us today for this interview. For which I'd like to thank you. Thanks a lot. I thank you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much, Annika. Been a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, looking forward to seeing you again at QED. Yeah. In October. Of course. <laughs> well, <laughs> have you signed my shirt? <laughs> We will. I promise. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. That is feeling a like rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> at least for a moment. All right. Thanks very much again. So take care. Thank you. And see you soon. Okay. Bye, Annika. Bye bye. 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 <laughs> So, so yes, <laughs> good, good, good interview. Good chatting to Annika, our number one fan. I think she deserves a T-shirt of her own. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she does. Uh, yeah, and if our listeners think that we should we should start producing T-shirts, just let us know. At at the moment, we're not quite convinced yet. <laughs> no, what's the demand out there? We have to, you know, we have to get yeah few few requests to get it going but anyway <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah okay so if you want right. to get in contact with us yes yes you can certainly do that and we've got various ways for you to do that email us on info at theesp.eu um go on our website which is theesp.eu a complete form there or you can follow us on facebook of course uh, like us on there and twitter handle is at espodcast underscore eu Um, also, if you get our uh, 
podcast on iTunes, please leave us a nice review. It helps uh, us to spread the word and uh, become visible on iTunes to other listeners. Um, thank you very much for your support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you don't want to miss things like Skepcon and stuff, you should go to our Events in Europe page uh, and uh, Click on the calendar there and you'll see everything that's going on or at least everything we know about. People are also sending in things to us so we know that we haven't seen so we can put it on the on the calendar so it's getting more and more complete. And if you really like what we're doing, you should go to patreon.com slash the ESP and send us a few dollars. That would be great. And thanks for everyone who already supporting us. Oh yes, we thank you. We love you a lot. Yes, you know who you are. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's all for today's episode. Thank you very much for joining me today, Yelena and Pontus. Thank you for Pleasure joining us, Andras. It's not always. every week. <laughs> I know. And, and it's did you been... see what he did there? That yeah, was pretty good. I know. That's... I know. It's been a real pleasure uh, being able to join you guys again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like a guest on your own podcast? Come on. <laughs> no, 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 not yet. But I, I, I really hope that it doesn't come to that <laughs> ever. <laughs> so take care you too and thanks to our listeners for joining in thank you thank you so much guys ciao and until next week goodbye bye 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 paka paka this has been your esp experience The show is produced and recorded by theesp.eu. Join us again next time, but until then, please send your feedback, comments or death threats to info at theesp.eu. We would also love to hear your ideas and suggestions regarding future episodes, as well as news from your country of residence that might interest others across the continent. If you have a local event or organization to promote, please don't hesitate to let us know as we are more than happy to help. All music in the program was written and performed by Keisha J. Gray and George Schraub and is used with their permission. Please check out our webpage at www.theesp.eu, follow us on Twitter at espodcast underscore eu and like us on Facebook. I don't know how you can believe We did. Okay, good. We're still good. We're still good. We, we are okay. professionals. Trust us. <laughs> yes, we are. <clears throat> It always goes so smoothly. Yes. We are fucking professionals, yeah. man. For fuck's sake, we are an award-winning podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> well, just like pile it on there on top of, of, of the praise that we Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Bye. Paka, paka. Paka paka! Oh, the cutie! <laughs> the real cutie! Wonders! Okay. Uh, I was thinking for, for half cool. a second, should I do it or not? But. <laughs>